0: Hi there, it is so wonderful to be here with you today. I am so very pleased to present for the first time at the International Congress of GNM-GHK, and a great big gracias, thank you, and grazie to Giovanna Conti for her role in this as well. Some of you may be familiar with my work, but you may not, so let me give you a brief introduction. I've been working in the holistic alternative field for over 30 years. I had a successful wellness center in Maine, and I learned GNM in 2009. I then sold my wellness center in 2012 so I could work full-time with consulting and teaching with GNM GHK. I'm dedicated to helping others awaken to the truth about their health. I founded the BioHealthWorks Institute and co-founded GHK Global because I have a passion for teaching Dr. Homer's wonderful knowledge. Seeing the light bulbs go off as people gain a greater understanding and awareness of not only their physical health, but why they think, act, and feel the way they do is so deeply rewarding for me. And like I said, I'm so grateful to be here today. And today I'm here to shed some light on GNM-GHK in North America, since that is where I live. And I'll also share a little bit regarding Canada as well. While we have different healthcare systems, our daily experiences have some similarities. I strongly believe that there's an urgent need for GNM-GHK in our societies, as the current disease management model clearly is not working. We know this. And as you and I know, the current model is based on the principle of treating symptoms as the cause of disease. And of course, this approach fails to address the biological root cause of disease, and instead it focuses on masking symptoms with drugs. As a result, people are often left feeling sick and helpless as their conditions only worsen over time because they can't complete their healing phases naturally. I believe GNM GHK offers a much needed solution to the healthcare crisis in America today. And there are so many reasons why GNM GHK needs to be implemented. Today though, I'm going to talk about three key points. The first are the economics of disease, which illustrate how healthcare, disease management in America is a broken system that not only fails to keep us healthy, but actually makes us sicker. Second, the human condition. Why are Americans so sick, despite the massive amounts of money spent on healthcare? And third, our volatile social political environment, governments, technologies, big industries, how all of this distracts from our innate wisdom and health and encourages us to outsource it. I'll also explain how GNM GHK can provide a better way of caring for our health and offer hope for the future. Making my case with statistics and examples, I wanna first discuss the economics of disease in America. Of the top 11 developed countries in the world, Australia, Canada, France, Germany, Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, Sweden, Switzerland, the UK, and the US. The US ranks last on access to healthcare, administrative efficiency, equity, and healthcare outcomes. In other words, Americans spend more money on healthcare disease management than any other country, and yet we are the sickest of these countries. We spend a whopping $3.8 trillion per year which is 16.8% of our gross domestic product, our GDP, all spent on so-called healthcare. Why do we spend so much? Two reasons. Our healthcare costs are two times higher than the rest of the world because of our expensive treatments and procedures. It's been said that medical care is a three-ring circus of over-diagnosis, over-treatment, and unintended consequences. This includes the so-called prevention measures, such as early detection screenings and routine testing to the tune of 27 billion spent each year. Examples of this include routine blood and urine tests and EKGs in healthy adults, total body scans, routine diagnostics performed on patients with advanced age or who suffer from advanced dementia or terminal illnesses. Cancer screening tests that offer no benefit, screening for ovarian, thyroid, pancreatic cancers, and a lot more. Screening technologies that offer benefits but are performed on those who don't need them, the very young and the old. X-rays, MRIs, CT scans for trauma, orthopedic, neurological, and other indications that have been proven over time to be unnecessary. These expensive and often invasive procedures lead to overdiagnosing, which is also a significant problem in the United States. Overdiagnoses represent between 158 billion and 226 billion in wasteful spending. Furthermore, these tests and procedures are misleading people into thinking they are doing everything possible to improve their health and fight disease. In my opinion, it's time to get off this merry-go-round. The other reason we spend so much is because our healthcare administrative spending accounts for 8% of the US GDP compared to 3% in other countries. In other words, we pay a lot more to run a broken system than other countries do. The largest healthcare revenue generators in the United States are hospitals, big pharma, which is what we call the pharmaceutical industry and the medical device industry. Stating it simply, the revenues hospitals generate from their patients totaled 334.5 million in 2018. And this number increases every year. Pharmaceutical drug revenues in 2020 were $472 billion. We also have a hefty advertising budget for drugs. This is direct advertising from the pharmaceutical companies to the consumers. In 2016, $6 billion were spent to convince us to ask our doctors about medications to take care of all of our problems. This includes 663,000 television commercials that aired that year. The US medical device manufacturers market size was valued at about 176.7 billion dollars in 2020, and that includes items such as gloves, syringes, masks, thermometers, pulse oximeters, insulin testing kits, things like that. In addition, Americans spent out of pocket in 2021 100 billion on alternative and complementary healthcare. That would include acupuncture, chiropractic, herbal medicine, hypnotherapy, and other modalities such as that. To sum up the economics of disease, we have a bloated, greedy system not run by companies who consider our actual health, but who instead look at how much money they can make. And in order to make even more money, their interventions are designed to keep us sicker, for longer because once we enter the system, it is difficult to get out. A drug leads to more drugs, which leads to more procedures and then more drugs. This is the business model of conventional medicine in America. It's about time we considered a different model, one that is based on natural biological laws and not run on greed. The Dalai Lama, when asked what surprised him most about humanity answered man because he sacrifices his health in order to make money then he sacrifices money to recuperate his health and then he's so anxious about the future that he does not enjoy the present and the result being that he does not live in the present or the future he lives as if he's never going to die and then dies having never really lived This way of living, sacrificing our health for money, and then our money for health is not only unsustainable, it's unnecessary. In fact, it goes against our very nature. Our bodies are innately wise. They know how to heal themselves, but we've forgotten this wisdom in favor of a quick fix band-aid solution. We've forgotten that we have the power to heal ourselves. The goodness is that it's not too late to remember this. It's not too late to reclaim our birthright of health and well-being, but we must start by understanding the biological laws of nature. Now let's look at the human condition. Why are Americans so sick, besides the reasons already mentioned? Six in every 10 American adults have a chronic disease. Four in every 10 have two or more chronic diseases. Eighty percent of adults 65 and older have at least one chronic condition, while 68 percent have two or more. Why are Americans so sick? You and I know a big piece of this puzzle. It's because we don't know GNM, GHK. We don't live according to the biological laws of nature. In fact, we are far removed from our biology, and we have very little understanding of how our bodies actually work. So what is getting in our way? Let's start with some basics. One in three Americans don't get enough sleep. And why aren't we sleeping? Many people have trouble winding down at the end of their overly busy days and they can't fall asleep. They lead hectic, stressful lives, running from their job to the store, to their home, to sports, to any myriad of other activities. We are constantly on the go. Since the pandemic began, 78% report being stressed over COVID. 78%. Stress is commonplace here. And when I hear that, I know a good number of these are actually conflict active or constellated, not just stressed. There is also a significant loss of having a connected family structure in America. The social environment has changed drastically in the past 60 years. Of first marriages, 42 to 45% will terminate with a divorce within the first year of marriage. Second marriages, 60% will terminate in divorce. Third marriages, 73% will terminate with a divorce. Add to that, we have the highest rate of single-parent households in the world. 25 to 30% of children under age 18 in the US live in single-parent households. More than 10 million children, which is nearly one in seven, or 14.4%, lived in poverty in 2019. And 71% of these children in poverty are children of color, who often experience a different America than people such as myself. Now let's take a peek at our volatile social political environment and how this distracts us from our innate wisdom and health and encourages us to outsource it. Politics and our political environment. America is a divided nation and these divisions have only increased in the past five to 10 years, 50 years, But you have to realize our country was established because of divisions. Do we wanna govern ourselves or do we want the English to make our laws? We've always been a divided country and that is both a blessing and a curse. It's a curse when it's over very basic issues such as whether people should have a right to medical treatment, whether to allow unlimited spending by special interests in political campaigns, whether to torture terrorists, and whether people should have an unbridled right to bear arms. Mungabi Jiet is a lecturer at the Yale Law School who says, the United States is exceptionally polarized compared to other Western nations due to unique aspects of its history, culture, politics, legal institutions, religious attitudes, race relations, and foreign policy. Even though divisions exist in all countries, there are far more sources and forces of polarization in America. Now, I don't pretend to have the same perspective as a Yale Law School lecturer. However, what is obvious to me is that social polarization and the confusion that comes with it makes us more susceptible to experiencing conflict shocks and constellations. And the lack of practical resolutions to these issues leads to a state of prolonged conflict activity, which can eventually manifest as heart disease, cancer, constellations, and much more. Our fragile human condition was not built to withstand the constant uncertainty and volatile turbulence of our political environment, especially our current political environment. Thus, we have a cascade of medical interventions, including many pharmaceuticals in an attempt To try and restore normal sleeping habits, eating habits, and stress levels, instead of addressing the biological conflicts. We overuse these inappropriate pharmaceuticals, which interrupt our healing phases. We rarely get to actually finish them. We're on to the next job, the next entertainment event, the next activity, rather than resting and supporting our bodies. In 2019, almost 70% of adults over 40 took a pharmaceutical drug in the United States and 66% in Canada. 70% took a pharmaceutical, and yet it has been estimated that only one in eight people have enough skills to manage their health care proficiently with the current system. And only one in five even have a basic understanding of medical treatments and yet our dependency on healthcare professionals is total. The system made sure of that. The past 100 years of our allopathic system was designed from its inception to make doctors akin to gods with the power of life and death and healing over us. We are dependent fools. Why is it that so many people so willingly rely on a system they don't even understand? I have a few possible explanations. Many people feel they don't need to understand how the system works. It seems to be working, so what's the problem? If I have a symptom, I'll just get a pill from my doctor and the symptom will go away. Or I'll go to Walmart and get an injection and I'll be okay. People think this is a successful system. Some people may believe that understanding the system would be too complicated or time-consuming. We've been raised to believe only special human beings have the intelligence to be a physician because of how complicated medicine is. It takes 11 to 15 years of education to be a physician, and they have hundreds of thousands in student debt when they begin their careers. This means physicians are forced to stay in the system for several decades if they want to pay off their debt. And if they want to get out, they can't. Thus, many average folks see these hurdles and give up their power to the system, which is seemingly out of reach for most. Others may simply be content to let someone else manage their health for them. Perhaps their own health doesn't interest them. I don't know. We've become so divorced from our innate wisdom, and we have very little understanding of how our bodies actually work, that it has led us down a dangerous and expensive path. As you can see, many factors are at play in North America that keep us divided and hinder our ability to move forward in good health. Now let's look at what Americans die from from a GHK perspective, as that is quite telling about the social context in which we live. What do Americans die from? The top three are heart disease, cancer, and strokes. Let's look at these from the GNM GHK perspective. Number one is the heart disease category. And so we have the coronary artery biological program, which is territorial loss. We also have the myocardium program, which is the being overwhelmed. I wanna repeat that the leading cause of death in the United States is the loss of territory and of being overwhelmed. That says something right there. Number two on the list, are the cancers and this is the first one is the combination of the bronchials, so territorial fear or scare fright and the lungs death fright a fear of death followed by colon ugly indigestible morsel conflict something that's really difficult to deal with and also rectum either an identity conflict or a feces conflict which is what we would call a shit conflict as in this is shitty In third place is the stroke, a motor cortex conflict. I'm stuck, I'm trapped, I can't move. I'm going to repeat the top biological programs that cause death in the United States because I want you to get a clear picture of our conflict shocks. Territorial loss, overwhelm, territorial fear, scare fright, death fright. And I'm going to say that's most often caused by physicians and the medical system itself, ugly indigestible morsel conflicts, identity and or shitty conflicts, and being stuck or trapped. At this point, I also wanna point out what these statistics aren't telling us. A recent Johns Hopkins study claims more than 250,000 people in the US die every year from medical errors. Other reports claim the numbers to be as high as 440,000. This means that physician errors and medical errors are actually the third leading cause of death after heart disease and cancer and before strokes. Remember the overdiagnosis phenomenon that I mentioned earlier. Overdiagnosing leads to more and more medical treatments, pharmaceuticals, and ultimately more deaths. The cycle continues. Let's look at chronic biological programs running in the American children. Number one is asthma. Seven to 10% of our children have been diagnosed with asthma, scare fright, and or territorial fear. 18% of children living in poverty have been diagnosed, which means that these children are afraid. Food allergies are next. 18% of children have some sort of morsel conflict, territorial anger conflict or identity conflict. Who am I? Where is my place? Unfortunately, this is not surprising. Just under 1% have epilepsy. This means that over 500,000 children feel stuck or trapped in some aspect of their life, school, family, friends, diabetes, a recent study found that 18% of US adolescents, that's one in five, and 24% of young adults, one in four, had pre-diabetes during 2005 to 2016. This was highest in black and brown boys. I wonder what these boys are resisting or experiencing as fear and disgust. Could it be the social system itself? This brings me to the fifth biological law, the quintessence. Dr. Hammer himself unknowingly summed up the core issues of the problems in America. He said, all so-called diseases have a special biological meaning. While we used to regard Mother Nature as fallible and had the audacity to believe that she constantly made mistakes and caused breakdowns, malignant, senseless, degenerative, cancerous growths, etc. Now we can see, as the scales fall from our eyes, that it was our ignorance and pride that were and are the only foolishness in our cosmos. He then said, blinded, we brought upon ourselves this senseless, soulless and brutal medicine. Full of wonder, we can now understand for the first time that nature is orderly and that every occurrence in nature is meaningful even in the framework of the whole. Nothing in nature is meaningless, malignant, or diseased. It was our ignorance and pride, and blinded, we brought upon ourselves this senseless, soulless, and brutal medicine. It is our willingness to accept these things as truth that has led us down the path of chronic disease and ill health. A culture of fear and excessive intervention is further taking us away from our innate ability to heal. We know the human body is amazing. And yet we've been taught to believe that our our bodies are machines instead of divine creations and that they malfunction regularly. Thus, we need to see a doctor and take medication or have surgery in order to fix the problem. One perhaps positive thing, if we can say that, coming from the past two years of the pandemic is the increasing awareness of what is termed mass psychosis. This is defined as an epidemic of madness that occurs when a large portion of society loses touch with reality and descends into delusions. I think of the witch hunts of the 16th and 17th centuries where thousands of women were burned at the stake or drowned, lynching of African-Americans in the early mid 20th century, and now agreeing to be genetically modified when we don't even know what that means or what the consequences will be. There are four conditions that must be met to create mass formation. And over the last 50 years, the social bond between people in America has been increasingly weakened, creating the perfect opportunity for these four conditions to be met. They are a lack of social connection. Direct social contact has been replaced by impersonal contact through digital devices. Number two, lack of meaning in work and in life. The rise of the megacorp has reduced the individual to a replaceable and impersonal work unit. Number three, free-floating anxiety, the frontal lobe constellation. This arises from the social isolation and general meaninglessness of many areas of life that people experience but are unable to fix. They are powerless. Number four, free-floating frustration and aggression. The bioaggressive constellation. The frustration created by the other three components is unfocused and unsolvable, They culminate in feelings of aggression that are easily manipulated if you know what you're doing. And our authority figures are very skilled at this. How many in America have experienced these principles? Well, I don't know. However, studies suggest that mass formation follows a general distribution. 30% of a population are brainwashed, hypnotized and indoctrinated by the group narrative. 40% in the middle are persuadable and may follow if no worthy alternative is perceived. 30% fight against the narrative. That gives us 70% of this population, which is influencible to a new way of being and thinking to a new paradigm, such as GHK. 70%, I'll take it. It's a great place to start. That's why it's so important to educate ourselves about the five biological laws of nature and our bodies and to share it with others. Once we understand how our bodies really work, we can make informed and empowered decisions about our health and our care. Through GNM GHK, we can learn how to listen to our bodies and identify the signs of conflict activity and of the healing phase. And we can learn how to minimize our downgraded conflict shock so our healing phases are reduced. In my mind, politics and greed have corrupted almost every single aspect of healthcare, transforming it into the experience of disease management that it is today. We have a system where pharmaceutical companies, health insurance providers, and the government are all trying to benefit from our sickness. And we know that historically, a sick, weak population is easier to control. The psychologist Carl Jung once stated that it is not famine, not earthquakes, not microbes, not cancer, but man himself, who is man's greatest danger to man, for the simple reason that there is no adequate protection against psychic epidemics, which are infinitely more devastating than the worst of natural catastrophes. He wrote that the individuals who make up the affected society become morally and spiritually corrupt. They become unreasonable, irresponsible, emotional, erratic, and unreliable. This is exactly what is happening in America today. We are becoming a nation of people who are unable to think for ourselves. We are becoming a nation of people who are willing to believe anything that we are told, no matter how absurd it may be. We've been led to believe that the healthcare system has good intentions because of all that they offer, drugs, surgery, procedures, testing, but the outcomes don't necessarily match what the intentions are. Too many people die and too many have a low quality of life due to drugs and unnecessary procedures. Television, the internet, print media, social media, they all have their own agendas that play out in news, blogs, social media, commercials. We are bombarded with so much information, it's hard to know what to believe. We are being programmed to believe that we have little or no control of our health or its outcomes. The good news is that we don't need to accept the negative, disempowering view of the current healthcare system and the media. At best, they represent an ignorant and incompetent response. At worst, a deceptive program designed to control you and benefit them. We don't need more drugs or surgery. We don't need to keep pouring money into a system that is failing us. What we need is a new way of thinking about our health. We need to take responsibility for our own lives and our own health. We need the biological wisdom Dr. Hammer discovered. We can do this. We must do this. It is not only our lives that depend on it, It is the very culture and world in which we live that depends on it. So we turn to GNM GHK, a new paradigm for understanding your health, why you have the symptoms you have, how they will naturally progress and eventually finish. When we understand what our symptoms really mean, we are empowered to make room for the body's innate healing process without unnecessary interventions. This knowledge helps us to remain calm, and focused on the goal of restoring our health. By understanding the biological laws of nature, we can create a foundation for lasting wellness, a new consciousness, if you will. The issue then becomes, how do we superimpose this new empowering consciousness onto a suppressive medical system designed to keep you sick and addicted to medications? Simply, you can't, not on a mass scale you must begin at a grassroots level individual by individual and at the same time the pandemic of covid has done those of us spreading this word a huge service the pandemic has woken up many people and they are now realizing that the disease management model of healthcare is not working they are looking for alternatives and they are finding them in gnm ghk this is a very exciting time for us We have an opportunity to introduce a new model of healthcare, one that is based on the true biological laws of healing and not on profit. We can create a system that is based on compassion and not on greed, one that is based on science and not on politics. I am confident we can do this by taking our health into our own hands. In 2019, I co-founded with Dr. Melissa Sell and Nellie Barnett professional organization for practitioners and healthcare workers who use GNM GHK with their clients and patients. While originally intended just for Americans, it quickly reached other countries and it's now called GHK Global. Our mission is to inspire and empower our members to elevate the health and wellness of people in their communities with the knowledge of Germanische Heilkunde. Our organization is small, Yet we have members from six or seven countries. We have all learned from different teachers because we welcome all, regardless of how anyone learns and how they, who they studied with. We meet monthly and we bring in guest speakers from around the world to help us further our education of the five biological laws. We also hold a yearly virtual summit that is now viewed by thousands. This is how we will advance GHK in the world with grassroots organizations, such as this International Congress, that come together, sharing knowledge, wisdom, and skills to reach even more people, just like what we're doing here. We are more powerful when we work together than when we work singly. It starts with you and me, a small wave which eventually becomes a tsunami. For more info about GHK Global, please visit our website at www.ghkglobal.org. I wish I could snap my fingers and big pharma would disappear. Disease management would be a thing of the past and we could all move on to a better way of living, but that's not going to happen instantly. You and I know that GNM GHK is something we can build on. It will take some time and effort, but it is within our reach. We have the ability to empower ourselves and to naturally heal ourselves And we can start by learning the five biological laws of nature and teaching them to our children. We need every child on this planet to learn the five biological laws, because if they know this inherently with every cell in their body, then much of the allopathic model will become obsolete fairly quickly. So let's return to the wisdom of our bodies and begin to build a society that constellates less and less in other words, less mental issues, less mood disorders, less behavioral issues, until in several generations, we don't constellate much at all. Instead, we have strong, robust bodies. We are healthy, happy, living meaningful lives in small communities supported by loved ones in tune with nature. It starts now, with each of us doing our own part to share Dr. Hamer's profound discoveries. Thank you so very much, gracias and grazi. And thank you for allowing me to speak at the International Congress of GNM, GHK. Namaste.